SMS SAFM now on 41391. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. A-teamers, it's time for us now to talk about our environment and science, Africa's indigenous fruit trees, which offer a lot of benefits um, via health, vitamins, minerals, proteins, and uh, phytochemicals, and also sometimes, you know, medicinal value are really not being given the the, the attention that they need to be given. So today, talking to us about this, we have uh, Dr. Abidan Abidan Olusalo Omatayo, and he's going to be telling us about some of the research that they have gone through to ensure that uh, there's more attention given to our indigenous fruit trees. The number to uh, call in on is 011-714-2006. SMSs go to 41391. WhatsApps go to 0614-104-107. Thank you very much for joining us, Dr. Omatayo. Yeah, thank you, Patricia. Thanks, listeners at home. Now, Dr. Matayo, why is it that our indigenous fruit trees in Africa have been ignored so much, despite the fact that they have been giving us a lot of uh, benefits? Yeah, I think the, the major reason why they've not been known so much is, or ignored so much is uh, as a result of our over-reliance on the uh, the popular exotic varieties. We've shifted our focus as Africans into uh, the popular, the so-called popular exotic varieties of crops. We see them readily available, so we go shopping and we've left them far behind. Meanwhile, they have virtually the same potentials as uh, the, 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 the exotic varieties that are popular out there. And uh, I mean, I, I can imagine if some of them are on the shelves in the commercial retail stores, the price tag on them would be extremely high. Yeah, as of now, if they are outside there, the price tag will be so high. Why? Because they are still, most of them are still yet to be domesticated. So for farmers or whosoever have them, will just sell them at its own personal price. Then remember, they are not yet on a price control level. So it means such a person will be like a monopolist. He will just come up and charge any price he wants or she wants. Hmm. So, mm. yeah, that's, that's the way it is for now. So in terms of the research that you have found, uh, looking at that research, um, could you just give us some insight on it? All right. Yeah, we, we, we actually, the, the research was born out of... Uh, our passion and the reach outreach to communities in engaging rural communities in South Africa, especially Northwest Province, we are based where we are based here. We've uh, been involved with several communities, and we realize that uh, although South Africa may announce itself as a food secured nation, however, uh, the rural marginalized rural areas are still uh, highly food insecure in majority of the rural settings in South Africa, just like we have in other, uh, uh, so just like we have in other rural communities in Africa. So we went to, in, into this, and uh, uh, last year we even conducted another research in Northwest Province where we tested, uh, we, we, we made use of questionnaires to ask questions from people, and at the end of the analysis we realized that 
uh, indigenous food crops, the involvement or inclusion of indigenous food crops. I mean, now I'm going beyond fruits uh, to other grains and uh, the cowpeas and the likes. The involvement in it, uh, involvement of this uh, indigenous diet in our meals can boost or increase food security level in the rural areas in South Africa. So for this, uh, for the scope of this research that we are discussing here, we, we realize that people, uh, South Africans, especially the ones in the rural areas, really need uh, adequate nutrients. And for that to happen, there is there's a need for accessibility, utilization, and stability, availability of whatever source of nutrients we are talking about. These are important pillars of food security. So that is why we ventured into this uh, this research to see what are the potentials we have as Africans. What are the foods that we have in the wild that we've not brought to our home table? We are still always craving for the exotic varieties of bread, for the apple, for the pineapple, for the pears and all those things. And we buy them at a very substantial cost. What can we do to bring what we have as our natural endowment onto our table so that we can spend less and enjoy good health and uh, uh, nutrition. That is why we have done this. And we realized at the end of the analysis that these indigenous crops, they were just despised and just neglected. Uh, meanwhile, they have uh, rich sources of vitamins, minerals, just as, as you have earlier said in the introduction. They have proteins, valuable phytochemicals, just like their counterparts, the exotic counterparts. So we, we, we had advocating that uh, these crops should receive more attention or attention by uh, the stakeholders. And when I talk about stakeholders, we are talking about the government, the NGOs, we are talking about researchers like myself, we are talking about uh, uh, the scientists, the plant breeders, biotechnologists, agricultural economists, and the likes to come together. And uh, let's see what we can do and uh, uh, activate the, 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 the propagation of these crops or, and the domestication so that they can be commercialized. Just like you have earlier hacks, you said they may be, it may be expensive if you can get at all. It will be expensive now because it's not on the commercial level. Once it is commercialized and it is in shops, then the price can be controlled. And that is what uh, the summary of the whole analysis here is all about. Now, Dr. Omatayo, perhaps let's let, let's take it to a level of um, looking at us as Africans. What has made us lose touch with our indigenous um, crops, vegetables, indigenous um, fruit trees? What has made us lose touch? Is it because we don't have much knowledge of um, you know what to eat and what not to eat that comes from Earth, or is it because we have been so colonized and I know a lot of people might say that's the reason. Yeah, I, I think for me in South Africa, as South African, I think what has really taken away the indigenous knowledge has been uh, the long stay of the colonization or, or, or the long, long reign of the apartheid regime uh, really swept off that uh, idea from people. However, we, we, we are still not writing that off completely that people that we still have knowledge holders. We have people who still know about this, but uh, maybe poor educational status again. You know, sometimes you don't value what you have. Sometimes we see what we have as not necessary until we lose it. And that is the stage we have now. We are losing these uh, indigenous crops or plants 
We are losing them fastly to urbanization. We are losing them fastly uh, to, 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 to development and to industrial agriculture and all manner of things. That is what's really, that is my take concerning that. You know, um, as as a person who enjoys amatumbe, which is cocoa yams, uh, which are grown uh, predominantly in KZN, when I'm in KZN, I can enjoy amatumbe as long as it's amatumbe season. But most of the time, you get them from um, uh, smallhold farmers, not necessarily in the commercial markets. Come to Gauteng and you hardly find Amatumbe unless these exclusive retailers have them and the price tag is so high. And the same can be said for uh, another um, uh, vegetable, Amarula, sorry, a fruit, Amarula. Amarula is is found in many countries around Africa, Niger, Burkina Faso, Kenya, Tanzania, Malawi, South Africa. There's so many countries, but you don't find it on the shelves. Yeah. So that's, that's actually why we are advocating for this. That uh, and we appreciate a kind of platform like this where people, listeners at home, can always hear this. You know, when we were putting up a write-up on this research, you know, the professional English editor was able to just pick up one of these fruits and she just went to KZN, got the seedling, and planted in her compound. So what are we saying, people? We need to really rise up to this task and see what we can do about helping our health, helping our nutrition. We don't necessarily have to go and pick on uh, the exotic variety when we can get the same condiment or ingredient or nutrient in our own local varieties. Let me go to a voice note. But actually the problem with the NGOs, NGOs are not too found in the rural areas. So I think if we can have many many NGOs in the rural areas of the country across Africa it can be better because the problem that I see especially in those rural areas is a lack of water because those people without water they can survive they can try to plow some vegetables some millies and everything but those crops need water and then it is a water problem or scarcity in those areas so if the NGOs like the Give to give us can go to those areas and try to get more poles so people can have water thing lot of things in the fault this to run from the bar. Uh, Dr. Omatayo, I think this ties in with your recommendation that all stakeholders need to be involved in ensuring that our indigenous fruit trees are are, are, are protected. Yeah. That's that what you said is very right. But however, I think for indigenous crops, one, one thing I want us to agree with is, is that most of them actually, they, they, they naturally get adapted to our, because that's why they, they are called indigenous. It simply means that they are native to this particular area. So they don't need too much water, majority of these plants we are talking about, even the vegetable counterparts also. And I know they need water, but not as much as I think that man is because he's laying so much emphasis on water, water, water. I, I think, uh, but we can start somewhere. That is just what we are saying here. We can naturally adapt to local soil and climate here. So it's because they are native to this area. They are native to us in South Africa.
Another question here by Busiso Josi in PE says, please ask the doctor, how protected are our indigenous trees in terms of the law? Because I've heard terrible crimes which occur in our biodiversity by foreign countries. Yeah, actually for the law, the law begins a lot of blueprints that preserves our resources. But the truth is, how many people are there in the, uh, in the wilderness, in those lonely bushes and all those things? So when people want to uh, maybe cause all this havoc, maybe somebody smokes and drops it as he was traveling or something, and there is a fire outbreak, nobody is going to know the person who perpetrates that. So the, the law is there, the blueprints are still standing. But uh, people violate many a times. People violate by cutting, destroying them. Uh, the, the, uh, the principal thing that destroys or that brings down this, our, our natural uh, thing is urbanization, uh, development and all things. You know, there's growing population in South Africa. People are cutting, uh, clearing land and, uh, you know, a lot of things are happening. Deforestation is happening every day. So, and in the course of this deforestation, because people want to plant or build a new structure, and this destroy some of our natural habitats. So we need to all make sure that we play our role. Uh, Dr. Omatayo, just as a parting shot, what is it that you can tell us uh, to, to, so that we can all stand up and uh, ensure that our indigenous crops and uh, indigenous fruit trees are protected? Yeah, thank you. I think largely uh, we have really we brought out the things that we expect uh, that collaboration among stakeholders. We, we encourage uh, domestication from the research and we also encourage value chain. By value chain, I mean that uh, the step-by-step approach that we can use to transform these products into uh, the, the, the products from these plants uh, into reality. Uh, so we need a, a well-structured value chain. But in the meantime, before the big one happens for commercialization, why can't you and myself uh, get an indigenous plant or vegetable and cultivate just right behind your backyard and have something so that we can bring back value into our own thing, our own belonging, our own heritage, our own thing, our own uh, fruits and vegetable in Africa and in South Africa in particular. Thank you so very much for joining us, Dr. Omatayo. And I really do hope that uh, my kids would have the pleasure of tasting all these indigenous fruits and uh, seeing them on the shelves in South African and African shops. Thank you for joining us. I also wish this. Thanks so, so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks, listeners. It's 11 o'clock, A-teamers, and it's officially time for the final news bulletin with Zolega Kotashe. Good evening, beautiful.